just a quick disclaimer before we get into the episode. Um, this is not about the real men of Easy Company. This is about the show Band of Brothers. We are not disparaging the legacy and the campaigns of the actual men who fought in World War II. We are simply some friends who want to talk about Band of Brothers because it's our favorite show. And with that being said, enjoy the episode. You know, you probably already know what's happening. This is another two-part episode, but it's a bit different uh, than the previous two-part episodes. It's because we had two episodes worth of content, and they were both amazing in their own right, and I wasn't sure which one I wanted to use more of, and I love them both so much, so we're splitting them up. You're getting both episodes, and... um, This is part one. This is the summary episode. Hello, and welcome to episode six, Bastone. And this is a very special episode to me, because it's my favorite episode, and everyone here's favorite episode as well. Um, Joining us, we have Willow. We have Rachel. Hi. And we have Nate. Hello. So, we begin episode six, um, probably... A couple days after they enter the forest um, at the end of Crossroads, where Jimmy Fallon personally takes me completely out of it, but then, you know, we go back into, into it, and it's, like, eerily silent for the first, I think I counted, like, two and a half minutes, and you just, you were just following um, who we find out is Doc Rowe through the forest, and it's a lo- it's very similar introduction to I think episode three where we come in um to see Blythe and we realize that this is who we're going to be following this episode um but yeah so Doc Rowe is looking for third battalion I believe um and he comes across just like mass basically a mass grave of Germans that is so close to their line And he has to sort of get away as quietly as he can. And that's sort of like a theme when you're following Doc, I've noticed, is it's just, it's quiet. Because he's very sort of contemplative and focused almost. And the first time we actually hear someone speak is Winners. When he approaches him and they see a German soldier about to use, like, their area as a bathroom, basically. And it really, um, I think it speaks to, I don't want to say this, the nature of Doc Rowe, who he doesn't really take the lead, but he is always there, because when Winners is stripping him and searching him, he is, like, just like, trying to, I think, be as intimidating as possible. Like, he's, like, this, that little, like, scrunched-up look on his face. Um, Yeah, and we don't really even hear him talk till he approaches winners after their CEO, till, like, the higher-ups of the division come and ask how things are. Um, And you get this, like, scene of winner, not winners, of Nixon, just um, 
like basically climbing out of a hole like a gremlin because <laughs> he's like just yeah that's like gotta be like a really fucked up schedule I feel like when you're in the forest because if he was like in the middle of the night taking a walk and sleeping in the middle of the day probably um it really shows you like how they were sort of constantly thrown off of uh thrown off of any semblance of I mean war is not normal to begin with but it sort of shows you how they're all thrown off yeah I completely zoned out sorry um <laughs> I was just thinking about something yeah you've got to be I guess it's it's hard because you've always got to be on on your guard and then that kind of tension yeah hard for you but yeah I fucking love winters you know slapping open some ice yeah even in the midst of this fucking you know they're literally trapped in a forest and he's like gotta stay fresh gotta look good for the boys can't let them down got a shave of ice water horrible yeah like everyone else is like just let themselves go and he's like not me not dick captain america winners exactly yeah but you do sort of like then you go into where the rest of the company is and they're all just sort of like milling about and you're like oh so like they've sort of settled into their day-to-day of like constantly being on edge and needing to you know get to where they need to go quickly but they're still like it's it's got to be boring to just be like waiting all the time and not being able to do anything and there's also the comment that um that dyke makes to him that makes to doc row and spina where it's like well there's two medics what happens if one of you were hit like together I believe it was a subsequent of, it was probably a rule, no medics in, two, in one foxhole, because if your medics get hit, what the fuck do you do? Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is like, you know, they're, they're sort of, I don't know if they're like staying together, but like they're going through their supplies together and, you know, they're, they're low down to basically nothing on everything, bandages, morphine plasma mm-hmm. like they have absolutely nothing i got I, I love sapita so much he's so he's a, a, a funny little guy with a funny little hat i love him <laughs> just yeah. doing yeah, his thing i found it interesting how he's like why did they pick me to be a medic like, i i always thought that you volunteered yourself to be a medic so did they just like you know hand pick who they wanted or just like right out of a yeah. hat like, you're right. They just pick the kindest. They, they pick the people that look the kindest. They pick the people that look like they really can't hack war. They're like, you <laughs> you're already exhausted. Do something else. Literally, like, I think. Why like, didn't they pick Blythe then? <laughs> he's too much of a coward. He just went blind at the first sight of, you know, being scared. He was like, fuck, I can't see. And they're like, oh my God, I'm bad. But, but to like. Yeah. And he didn't. Yeah, Doc Rowe, I think, like, came out of the womb exhausted and (laughs) war-weary. Like, he's just, like, like, even, like, completely going back to, like, the first episode where you, like, see them, like, just all getting ready to run Kurahi, he's, like, already, like, exasperated with everything. Yeah. Well, he's just a relatable king. 
Yeah, we, and this is why we love Doc Rowe. Um, yeah, we, we gotta love him. Let's just, I just kind of want to like, no, I, I don't have time to get into like all the reasons I love Doc Rowe. That'll be like two hours. <laughs> this is the episode to do it though. It is. I, I, I just like, I feel like to have that, like that, that caring, like focal point. Like, everyone thinks that, like, winners is what's holding it all together, but I really think amongst the men, it is probably Doc Rowe. Right, because, well, at some point, winners wasn't their commander anymore, and he wasn't there all the time. He was in HQ or whatever. Yeah. Military jargon you want to use. And someone else had to be there. And they had Lipton. But also... They had Roe. Yeah. Like, like you know, and talking about Spina again, like, I think they definitely liked him, but I think he was more of their buddy than their guardian. Right. And I definitely think, at least portrayed in the show, Doc Roe is the overseer and the sort of angel for all of them, if you will. He's like a little guardian angel, little red yeah. nose. <laughs> yeah. Little little Rudolph, Rudolph guiding them. Yeah, Rudolph. Yeah, he brings them candy and kisses, and you know, he's like, "I know that you're you burst an artery in your leg, but I'm gonna kiss it better." And they're all like, "Thank you." <laughs> and I know you lost your shoes, but I'm gonna go and get you some yeah. more. Listen, I know, I know your leg's gone, but and then I, it makes it so much better just to get a little little kiss, just a little. I may little, have lost my leg in the war, but Doc Crow yeah. blew me a kiss. You no, know, he doesn't just blow them a kiss. He kisses the, you know, he stalks up the wind and then he kisses oh, it. Sorry, no homo, though. No homo, no. No homo. In World War II, no. homo? Kiss your bloody son better, no homo. Let him be a mother. <laughs> just a little kiss. But he does, I think, have. A lot. He, he obviously does, has a lot of respect and authority because he, like, he doesn't even like go to the net to where he's supposed to go. He's like, Spina, you go, you take someone. I'm gonna like lay here for a minute. I'm right. gonna relax for once in my miserable goddamn life. <laughs> I'm just gonna you take see a that minute. Authority in uh, episode nine when they discover the camp and you see him in the background just directing the other medics. Yeah. He's like, I just need King. to, like, breathe for a minute. Um, but before this, he he is running around looking for the infamous scissors. I can't even... <laughs> I'm not even going to say it. But he is sort of, like, running around looking for that and morphine. Because, um, you know, you're begging at that point for whatever. So he's doing this, and then in the middle of it, of talking to Smokey, who... You know, again, uh, company gossip. We love to see it. <laughs> we love to see it. Um, like, they start getting shelled in the middle of it. And, like, everyone else ducks for cover. But he's like, uh, I gotta go. I gotta run. And he, I'm gonna <laughs> bolt. Yeah. I'm gonna dive into foxholes, jump out, and then just keep going. Um, Roll like, around the forest while it's blowing up. Yeah, he's doing parkour, basically. 
Really? Literally. He's doing forest parkour. Like, oh, are those bombs I hear? Time for me to parkour. And then he's like jumping over trees and then a tree explodes. He just rolls under it, jumps over foxholes, you know, like he, you know, jumps across their helmets like it's uh, across a lake. Just like stepping on he's stones. Like, he's, like, he's like, guys, why are you getting blown up? You just need to move. <laughs> just like, yeah. you're yeah. left, you'll be fine. Just he's keep like, swimming. Drop, just stop, keep drop swimming. and roll. Yeah, he's like, guys, this is so embarrassing. Be like me. And he like, <laughs> to a tree, swings around the branch, and then like plies off. Oh, he's you're like, hiding. But then in a there's foxhole? that moment when he stops in Babe and Julian's foxholes, and he's like, "Are you guys okay? Okay, I'm gonna go on." He's like, even in the middle of a forest exploding around him, he's stopping to check in on them. It's so yeah, sweet. literally. I mean, like, Babe is like to Julian, who's new kid. He's like, don't fucking pay attention to this. This is nothing to see here. Um, yeah, he's like busy. He's um, like he's busy. Um, but he's like checks and in, like, hi guys, just thought I'd check in on you. Do you need anything? Some snacks, a drink of water, a plaster. Do you want me to kiss it better? No. Okay, I'm off. And oh then, God, I love you guys. You keep me young. all the while like still collecting supplies like he got morphine from uh fucking malarkey he asks babe and then he gets pencala's aid kit when he's fixing him up like he's a he's a hustler he's like give me your shit he's like this entire episode he's just i don't know scamming people of their first aid he's like joanna scammer (laughs) right he's just like Hey, there's the, that moment where he's like USO picking up Surrettes. What the fuck is USO, by the way? It's like a a care thing. I I don't like know how to describe it. It's like they would put on like shows. That's how like Captain America fucking got and would do shows okay. for people. But yeah, um, <laughs> so he is. He's just running around getting the supplies, and that's when he sends Spina and. Uh, who takes Hefron to go find um, the people that they're supposed to find. I think Doc Ryan of 3rd Battalion or something, or whatever. But, yeah, don't know, so they don't care. Yeah, don't know, don't care. Um, not just, my like, main objective. He, he tries to seduce everyone out of their medical supplies, like, woohoo, boys, got any spare cigarettes for me? He's like, yeah. we, got, we got some uh, plasma, and he's like, that'll do. Um, but but this is a really I think funny scene of like just showing that between Spina and Babe where he's where they're just sort of like gossiping about like or talking shit rather about Julian who's like he's a virgin like ha fucking verge um and then Touch any tits verge boy <laughs> Cringe. Uh, you don't need, yeah. <laughs> You're a virgin? Cringe. Um, be me. I fuck all the time, even right now. <laughs> I love to fuck. I'm fucking right now. <laughs> right um, now. But, you know, Babe gets his, um, he finds out that his words have consequences and he falls in a hole. And <laughs> <laughs> the German soldier looking for Hinkle, which... Ah, uh, Hinkle is das yeah yeah so they get um like a minuscule amount of supplies from the other battalion 
and you know it just cuts back they made it safe and they're having a little powwow which is another theme of doc road just sitting on the outside of and just like listening in looking this mm. somber as fuck just yeah like sitting there with his brow furrowed and his lips pursed like sullenly just smoking his cigarette like he's, like he's like man i wish i had friends i wish that <laughs> i could be like the cool kids just like looking Hinkle. at them and every once in a while he like laughs at one of their jokes <laughs> and they're like the familiar faces yeah that weird kid is laughing at our jokes again guys nobody looks <laughs> Literally, yeah, like how you are, and you just have to say that you're fine, even though you're not really fine. You can't really get into it. <laughs> um, an interesting, like, a little moment that comes up later um, in the next episode is the sort of running theme of Dyke not being anywhere to be found. Mm, right. Um, that you just sort of have to, like, file away. Yeah, he's like, bye, don't follow me. <laughs> He's like, I'm angry. Don't follow me. And he's like, Why is no one following me? Um, babe, <laughs> babe, are you coming? Um, but the next, and then the next, we go to, um, you know, he's making his nightly rounds of probably like what's a three p.m. for them because everyone's still awake and just vibing out. Um, where he does get Dyke's entire um, aid kit, even though Dyke's like zoned out completely. Dyke I love fun. that line he says in that scene where Dyke asks him what he's going to do if he gets hit. And he's just like, Well, I'll be there. Of course I'm going to be there, you yeah. fucking idiot. I'm going to take be care of you. For you. Yeah, he's like, What happens if I get hit? And he's like, well, they'll just fucking leave you to the Germans then. Is that what you want? Yeah, like, what's he supposed to say? Like, no, I won't. Uh, I'll send someone else. Maybe they'll get to you. Like, what? No, but I think it's, it's, it's like, it shows his, like, dedication to his job and to the men he's supposed to protect yeah. because he's like, well, of course I'm going to be there. It's like yeah. a given. I'm going to be there. On. I'm going to patch you up. Yeah, it's like his conviction on that. Um, right. And then the, I think one of the, this is honestly one of my favorite scenes afterwards where Babe yells at him for not <laughs> using his nickname. He's like, only the goddamn nuns call me Edward. Um, and he like, looks like so, like, sad and confused. He's, he's like, like, why are you yelling at me? I don't remember the asking you if you have your more more feet. I don't. Wh- why are you yelling at me? I didn't do anything wrong. Also, I can't tell, but it really looks like Babe is about to just like drop trow and pee in the middle of the forest, yeah. like in front of everybody. But then he doesn't. Um, he Gene looks so sad after Babe yells at him. He does. He's like, no, He's I, like a- I don't recall. Like, I, I know, he looks devastated, doesn't he? He's like, right. what? I'm sorry. Like, everyone else is, like, I think, nice to him on, like, principle, because they, like, I mean, they're nice to him because he's, like, part of their company, but, like, babes, like, no, I will yell at you. I have no right as a yeah. replacement, but I will yell at you. He's just so wounded by it. 
He's like, I'm living a fucking nightmare, Hefron. You want me to remember whether or not I asked you or didn't ask you if you have morphine? Like, listen, my adrenaline was pumping. That was... Yeah. He's like, my adrenaline is pumping. That was my best time that I ever did that parkour course, and you're going to expect me to remember it? Yeah. He's like, listen, bitch, we haven't got any morphine. I'm just asking. I'm fucking exhausted. Christ. Um, Leave me alone. Yeah, but this is where we really get, like, town crier Smokey after that, who tells him, (laughs) A, that Joe Toy needs help, and that Perkane has scissors, like, snitches, Mr. Gordon, snitches. You're really gonna, like, give Well, he did get stitches afterwards, so. He did, he did. You get yours. He's he's also taking care of of Doc Rowe in that scene, because he gives him coffee, and he's like, I love that. I think that's a very underrated friendship. I think we should have seen more of it. Because, like, he he seems to go to him a lot. Right. You know, I think that's, like, a very underrated friendship. And also, like, Moore is just sitting in there playing with his gun, fiddling with that. Vibing. He's just vibing. Go off in a minute, mate. (laughs) God, he's like a ticking Um. time. (laughs) I fucking lose it. But I think the, the Joe toy scene here is so... Like, this is one of, like, I think the most iconic things of Band of Brothers, at least for, like, the fan base now, of, like, wear your boots in Washington up General Taylor's ass. Like, I don't know. I think Joe Toy really does deserve uh, more love for his, like... Does. I love him. I do. Gotta love Joe Toy. so iconic in... One, planning ahead and bringing a specific knife to slit Hitler's throat with. Love to see it. Two, bringing brass knuckles and using them in one of the sexiest scenes in this entire show. And three, just like being a teddy bear man in some way or another. Well, I th- I really like about I'm gonna I really like about the brass knuckles is like he didn't have them he like went out of his way then when they were like <laughs> their jump got called off he's like I'm gonna use this time I'm going to get some yeah and that's very sexy of him incredibly sexy but like you know just also running through a forest in the middle of winter barefoot like and to not lose your feet that way. Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really worry about frostbite for too much longer, Toy, because those feet are coming up. Well, you got like, you got one more. You got like one more week max. I wouldn't even. Don't even sweat it, King. It's true. It's true. But yeah, and then this is where he's like running around. This is where he does get his specific tool from Perconte. <laughs> um. But Hygiene King for Condi. Yes, we <laughs> have to love someone so dedicated to like brushing his teeth literally with snow, probably. Because <laughs> it's water. They Just were like, all probably stinking to high heaven, but not for Condi. He came no. prepared. 
Wait, he literally, like, I literally love just, like, emptying all his shit out, and it's like, what does this little pack rat have? (laughs) He's like a little hoarder, going around stealing bits and pieces from people. Like Probably watches, just plenty of watches. Yeah. He's small enough, he steals Mm. things. Borrowers. What? Was it Ross McCall in Borrowers? I want to say I've seen that on his IMDb page. I have no idea if he is. I think he was. Um, I don't know if that's true, but I feel like I've seen that. I'd say Pocahontas is like Sonic the Hedgehog in the movie (laughs) Sonic the Hedgehog because there's a scene where he's like, gotta pack only the essentials, and then he brings his entire comic book collection. Ah. Yeah. He definitely... uh, he definitely has a, a looser definition of what you need in a war zone than I think everyone else. Hold on, Nate. I want to get this straight. You saw the Sonic movie? Twice. I, <laughs> work, at, I work at a cinema. I had to see it. Oh, okay. They, well. literally, they literally sent me into the cinema screen and they were like, you have to sit down and watch this. Yeah. Your so. sacrifice. I was forced, but also it was very enjoyable, so... I saw, and I want to say it was you, or maybe it was Kate, someone on their Instagram story was watching Sonic. Yep, I watched it last night. <laughs> it was really me. fun, actually. It's a good movie. Watch, um, instead of watching Band of Brothers, just watch Sonic. <laughs> yeah, Neil McDonough's in it's it is basically the same good. thing. <laughs> yeah, he gets, he gets totally owned by Jim Carrey. It's hilarious. As he should. Um... But we also have to deal with um, Garnier's uh, problem. His, uh, his dick problem. Yeah, his, his pee problem. His needles. <laughs> I mean, ow. I wonder what it was. Like, what kind of... No, I don't. I really Probably don't like wonder. You, uh, what do you call them? Like a STD? S- S- no. <laughs> the thing. UTI? Uh, probably. Right. Probably. None of them are taking proper care of themselves. They can't. No. <laughs> They're not looking after themselves. You reckon somewhere Except in Belgium for, for, for there's, a fro- there's, there's toys frostbitten feet. Mm. Yeah. For all the uh, out there. There's, you know, if this was Quen- if Quentin Tarantino had directed this episode, you would definitely be seeing Joe Toy's toes. Those frostbitten toes would be on there. Right. Yeah. Well, you do see his foot for like a second. Don't talk to me about a second. That. A second longer than I needed to. Yeah. They make up for it though by blowing it off. Oh. Yeah. They're like, we're it, we're... we've gotten rid of it. <laughs> Erase it. it. Erase it from your mind. Um, this is also a scene where you know. Liebgott's not really in this episode. I do feel the need to mention it. He's just sitting there singing. He's an off-screen voice. Um, <laughs> he sings like a bloody angel. God, what a great <laughs> song. I'm like, sing it like, honestly, that should have been the whole episode, just him singing. I'm like, yes, I need to hear more. Ross McCall, um, do a musical. Yeah, Ross McCall, make a video. I will, I will pay you on Cameo to just sing Foxhole songs. I think he should be on the Broadway, yeah. on, on Broadway doing Hairspray. 
Broadway <laughs> Band of Brothers, and then it's can you imagine? Don't 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 give them ideas. Oh God! Broadway Band of Brothers, Band of Brothers, the musical, and then they can all display their singing talents because I know they've got some. I heard Ross McCall singing in that foxhole, <laughs> and well, Malarkey could be the main character then. Yeah, this is the. Oh yes, it's a Malarkey-centered musical. Yes, as he deserves. Yes, we deserve. Um, let's see. Shane's in a band. He could like play guitar. He's in a band. Yeah, I'm discovering yeah. so many new things. He's in a band. He's also in a really terrible show about space. Scott, Scott Grimes. <laughs> I thought we were talking about Shane. <laughs> not. I think I would have heard of that. Listen, uh, season one of the Orville is good. No, it's there. It's a fun show. It's just objectively terrible. Yeah, um, but back on track, we also <laughs> see we also see the first cracks in Buck Compton, where he's like just paranoid about Buck the thing. Fucking mind out there. He it like the crazy the crazy behind the eyes is like ooh. It's a real it oof. jumping out. It's a real oof. He's losing it, boys. Smell the German. Like, <laughs> did you see any Germans? Like, fucking yes, they're all around us, babe. Actually, the man from Sonic the Hedgehog is following him. Yeah, Sonic is following him. <laughs> There's a- Sonic's real. But-, <laughs> but then every every episode has a really really amazing scene, like cinematically. And I think I mentioned it, but it's the scene where he's in the foxhole and he starts praying with the flare going overhead. Hi. That's like, it's just, you know, whoever was the cinematographer, the cinnamon topographer. Cinnamon <laughs> It's such a beautiful scene. It's so telling character-wise yeah. what he's saying, what he's praying for. Yeah. He is, just, he's... It's trying to give him the strength to keep treating the men as best he can. It's beautiful that when he repeats with all my heart, it's it's so sweet and it's so telling and it really shows his personality and what he cares about. Yeah. It's like, you can tell, like, maybe being a medic wasn't what he wanted to do, but it's definitely the best choice for him. Right. Maybe he feels like it was his, um, you know, his godly duties, because he talks about his grandma and how right. she yeah. was praying to God when she did all that stuff. So maybe he feels like, you know, this is what I was supposed to do. He's the best right, man. Right, right, oh. right, right. right. Um, and then, you know, we, we literally open the next day with him running through the forest to get to Skinny, who got just, like, a whole bunch of tree in his leg. Um, I thought, like, I thought at first, I'm like, oh my god, is that bone? Like, did he, like, did his bone, like, just, like, Like, stop touching the bone. (laughs) No, it's, yeah, it's just, I was like, oh my god, but no. So, 
I do love, love when... skinny conserving morphine. I love skinny so much. Ugh. I know. He's like, we oh, do. Be fine. He's like, oh, it's not that bad. Okay, cool. We can just go. Like, let's just, as long as I yeah. get out of here, I it's fine. Love, <laughs> one of the best lines in the show is, ah, oh, skinny, you got blood on my yeah, chest. Yeah, I was just about to yeah, say that. I'm real sorry, sorry Frank. I'm just bleeding <laughs> out here. Like, skinny, I think, is completely underrated in like criminally his, underrated. Yeah, like yes. just his looks and his like just his attitude. I mean, this is the man who said the train was coming, she was, was coming, coming she and was I was coming. So like, was I. Yeah. king, oh. we we love it, and you know, we see the battered. Um, remains of Bastogne at that point and what they're sort of left to have a semblance of shelter with of like just dilapidated buildings and a bombed out church as their medic station hospital yeah. like whatever you want to call it um hospital and just the, the, this is another moment where we do see a lot of authority come through Doc. Right. Where he's like, he is sort of in the position to be giving orders and saying like, obviously he has to tell what's wrong, but he's not timid about it. Like you sort of see him be with his company. This is like him doing his job. Yeah. Um, and of course we meet Renee and she's, She's sort of like the Bastogne uh, hospital equivalent of him, yeah. where she obviously is a very, I think, gentle, like, compassionate person, but she does have this air of authority as well. And she's also exhausted. Yes. When she, when she pets Skitty's head, uh, yeah. yeah, that was the, me. Like... Like, that just felt very, like, reminiscent of, like, what a mother does. Right, yeah. When you're, like, like sick or, like, hurting, like, it's just very... And obviously, like, she has the... She's... The character of Renee is sort of given this reminiscent power that Jean has seen through his grandmother, so... It's sort of, um, you know, it's this instant soothing, because he's like, I'm in heaven, and yeah. you know, I don't know if Skinny thinks maybe it's because of his because of the hooch that he got finally, or um, you know, it's because he's not in the snow anymore. Yeah, or I because mean, it, a woman is touching him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first female touch I felt in months. Poor guy. Um, the way he looks at her, though, it's like, oh my god, are mm. you an angel? I have to. I have to assume that they all felt like that. Yeah. That's me. He looks uh, like he looks so soothed. Yeah, and like she's the she's the sort of embodiment of the power that Jean had come to know. Yeah. Yeah. And then the just like his his disbelief that like they don't even have bandages there. They have bed sheets. Yeah. yeah. When he's like asking for supplies, like oh. Like, so we're all going through it. Like, this isn't a good place to resupply anyway. <laughs> how dire the situation is. And then the, the cute little, you know, speaking French, like, oh, I can communicate with you on a, 
on another level. And sharing sharing where he's from with her when he barely says anything to anyone from the company. Yeah, it's like this, it is this, like, moment of, like, connection of, like, oh, we are, we are very similar in this yeah. way. I do think it's interesting, um, and kind of, uh... A little bit foreshadowing of what happens in the next episode, but we re-enter the forest when they are at mass. And Skip Muck says, if we die, we're going to die in a state of grace. Yeah. It's not faster, wasn't it? We're going to die in a state of grace. <laughs> like, I, I do... I mean, that's intentional, I think, obviously, but, you know, sort of knowing a lot of how you either strengthened your faith as a soldier or a lot of them lost their faith to know that like to see just like this group of easy company still keeping it I think is a moment of symbolism of hope almost if that makes sense I don't think Liebgott was there but (laughs) probably not he was just probably looking at them like you're also a Christian. It's disgusting. He was the, he was um he was writing a new foxhole song. He was in his hole, yeah. just like with a little notepad, sketching some. Didn't notes have out, any like, rabbis. Didn't supply a rabbi for the one of. I know. It's like you're all Catholics now. Yeah, a fine Catholic at war. Yeah. Um, but the sort of. And this is where the, I think, a really interesting dichotomy of sort of the nature of the episode comes in, where they go on the patrol and they make Doc stay back. Mm. And the cutting between the two of, like, the the stark silence when he is sitting there against the tree waiting. First of all, can we we applaud King Johnny Martin for for telling Gene to stay back and yeah. In a very nice way. Why don't you stay out of trouble? Yeah, keep your ass out of trouble. Yeah, that yeah. was very sweet. Looking um, out for him. But it's just this, it's like the silent forest and then the, a firefight happening. Yeah. Like, it sort of shows, like, um, and his He's discomfort, I think, there. was staying out of that. Yeah. yeah. He looks after them and he's like, I'm supposed to go with you. He was willing to go there. He told Sapina that he's going. He was so willing to go. Yeah. And now that he's not going, he just sits there, like, so ready to do his job. Like, and, and, and it's sort of, I think, the point of him maybe needing to be there is proven when unfortunately the replacement julian does get a bullet straight to the trach yeah and you know sort of the i think everyone is affected but like the pain in babe's voice yeah is it's one of the hardest scenes in the episode Cause he's like, I'm, this kid is new, but like, I've become friends with him and I, you know, I told him I would look out for him and the fact that I couldn't keep that promise. But yeah. also real life, Babe and Julian were really good friends. They were, yeah. And like, 
Babe couldn't celebrate Christmas like for the rest of his life. Yeah. Because of the death of oh, Julian. Babe. But it's just this such like, a heartbreaking scene. And it is, I think maybe I would say gratuitously sort of showing it too much, but I don't think it is. I think you do sort of have to have the point driven home of, like, he had to watch his friend bleed out and die. Yeah. From the neck. While his friend is reaching out for him and trying to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Grim. And, like, like how he was so willing to die himself. Yeah. To go save him. And after they decided to retreat, he was just, we gotta go back. We gotta go back for him. Yeah, but, like, they, he wasn't allowed. He had to follow his order, and he couldn't. Yeah. And in the next, you know, the next scene, like, we do have Doc Rowe jump into action when someone gets it right in, like, the abdomen as they're yeah. retreating. Um, which, you know, he's like, I could have been doing this the whole time. Why didn't you let me go? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but just like this 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 concentration and this automatic um knowing of like of switching into like doc mode. Sorette and mouth going. <laughs> Sorette and mouth away. Feet moving. But then, you know, as they're sitting in the the pit in the next, you know, in the next scene, like just this it's- such a juxtaposition from the scene where they were all sitting around talking talking about Hinkle and just the silence of like yeah. defeat of losing someone just sitting there looking miserable. Just sullen. It's <laughs> like they they literally just watched a friend die. Like no one in this in this episode, no one had died yet. Mm-hmm. And they hadn't uh, had to see that. Like we like we have uh we have wounded but we don't have death yet and just his his focus on babe specifically and he's like i need to care for him not physically but emotionally at this point um and winter's coming to sit with them yeah because he's like well these are my these are my guys i have to i have to give them a little bit of preference for the moment yeah um, not keeping himself above them. Yeah. But, like, just running around the forest and, like, one, we we have this great scene with Joe Toy again where they have this stare down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, dry your socks. Incredible scene, by the way. I feel like this is this is a, a personal thing, but I, I, I feel like they would have had a great friendship maybe yeah just like the doc and toy i just love the like the the looks that they give each other where they're just like both done with each other's shit yeah just like battling each other out with their eyes yeah just like because that that disappointed face that doc can pull is like top tier yeah It's like mom tier. It is. He's like him and Lipton have that like that like pressed like thin mouth 
like disappointed eyes down. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. I wish you would listen to me. <laughs> yeah. And just toy giving up and be like, I'll do it. Fine, mom. God. God, mom, you don't understand. We're in the forest. It's snow. <laughs> you don't get it. How do you social distance in war? Yeah, how do you socially distance in war? You don't. Especially when you're laying in the foxhole with two other men. And pressed up together. <sighs> just, you know, cuddle pile. Or if you just cheat and babe flirting with each other. Mm. <laughs> I love it when he finds babe and he's like, gotcha. Yeah, he's like he was going foxhole to foxhole looking for babe, and then he finds him, and he's like, "Ah, I got ya." Yeah, and like you know, feeding him chocolate and feeding chocolate. So satisfied and happy when he finds him. Yeah, Um, so cute. We, I mean. I think they have a very, you know, because they didn't really have a relationship in real life, I don't think, but the fact that, like, it was specifically written for them to have these types of interactions. Right. I think is uh, a very interesting choice by whoever wrote the episode. I'd like to Uh, speak to them. Yeah, I'd like to speak to the manager. (laughs) I'd like to speak to Shane Taylor and Robin... Lang and just yeah. like explain some of you the choices you've made in yeah what's um what was like your what was what your was process? The thought process behind did you mean this one for the gay subtext or was that just us did you mean Shane to look at Babe like uh he as a fucking revelation like uh, he like he hung the I'm moon done. did I you mean, mean to, for that I mean to be fair Robin did so he did hmm. yeah. Mm. But, like, you know, he he lets Babe go to sleep, and they sort of, like, let him... He sort of lets them... Um, he tries com- so hard to comfort him. He's like, hey, yeah. it's okay. And he gives him chocolate. She's I'm... A- yeah, and then Babe sort of tells the story of the traitors... Traitors. I can't say it. <laughs> um, I don't know. It's Traitor. Traitor. Um, the whole exchange with Satina is so nice. Just, just two medics talking about medic shit. Yeah, like how did we, how did we get here? No. Right. Um, how In did we get here? Silence when. Supina asks him how he feels about being a medic, and then it just cuts to the next morning. I know. I, those, okay. When it cuts to the next morning, those are the palest men I've ever seen in my life. I know! <laughs> <laughs> those are the palest fucking people I've ever seen in my fucking life. They're I'm pretty so- fucking pale, and they look I know. really pale. I'm like, like, Babe looks like a mannequin, like a wax statue. Mm. <laughs> um, but then when but he like, comes out of the hole, and he, he tucks them in. I know. I also, know, he does, he tucks them in. Like, but, good night. Like, he, but like he's a mother. 
Like you see Babe's like arm. Like where 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 was his arm? Were they holding hands? Were they holding hands under the blanket? They were. They were. They were. But then we get to the we get to the airdrop of supplies and sort of everyone running to the edge of the forest. Just um, Gene running with his little satchel while everyone has guns and, and sidearms and just running there awesome. without any Again weapon. with the, the red smoke. The red smoke is a theme. At least yeah. in the first half of the series. Right. Um, but, like, just, like, the happiness. Like, this is the first genuine smile we see from him. Where he's just, like, looking at... my heart! <laughs> I know, he's, like, just, like, actually happy. But then That's they start... It. But then they start getting, like, shot at by their own planes. And it's like, what the hell, man? Love it when Lipton drags him aside. He's yeah. just... Um, yeah, but like then getting to getting to Bastone and getting actual supplies and sort of is this the this is the part where he has to help Renee and Anna try to save this right. man's life, and between the three of them, they can't even do it. He like reaches into this man's gut, yeah. And, and it's just there's there's two very different emotions because like he still I think felt like he could save him and so he's angry with himself mm-hmm. and then she's just resigned she's like this happens all the time like we can't we can't do it the chin acting from Renee in this scene I don't remember who the name of the woman who played her I'm so sorry but the the, the acting. Yeah, just like the 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 quiver. Yeah, when he's it's like so angry with himself. He like throws a towel. Yeah, because he's like like, but she knew. I think she knew. She's like, this happens all the time. We don't we don't always save them. We rarely save them. I think. I'd love to know French so I can know what they're saying to each other in the scene. I know where are the subtitles. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, they do that in every in every show. They did that in in uh, the Pacific with the Japanese, and they did that in uh, Band of Brothers with like French and German, and then they did it in Generation Kill with Arabic. There's no translation. Give us the translation. Well, maybe it's because Gene is an outsider the whole episode, and there's one bit he gets to keep to himself. Maybe. So we're the outsiders now, lads. <gasps> oh. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but then, like but still, give me the subtitles. I'm a nosy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, and then there's the the sort of I think maybe foreshadowing scene where she's talking about not wanting mm. to treat another man again. Mm. Just sitting there, miserable, just. Like, what are we doing with our lives? Um, yeah. Like, she's like, I mean, but she's from Bastogne. She, like, I think maybe had no choice but to help. Like, this is her home. She wants to do something for it. And you can see how much faith he has in her, too. Yeah. There's, like, this absolute conviction that she's, there's something holy about her that... God gave her a gift. 
like he he sees his grandmother in her abilities um and she doesn't she doesn't see it as a gift anymore she's like this is this is the worst thing that could have been thrust upon me yeah and then she she has to she has to go back and she so does he and it's sort of this bittersweet moment of you know this is our lives right now like we don't have peace no they do not i do like the scene where bill buck and babe they're all b names anyway bill buck and babe Mm -hmm. are sitting in the um op and yeah like buck just starts talking about like fucking vikings no, Visigoths. Visigoths, yeah. yeah. What are they? Barbarians, oh, barbarians if you Barbarians, will. yeah. And he's just, like, talking and... Because he Love did it. go to college, yeah. And Babe and Bill are just like, what the fuck are you talking about, man? They're, They're like, really we didn't... Raveling here. They're like, we didn't go to college. Yeah, fancy man. <laughs> um... But like, and then he comes and brings them blankets. Yeah, and but they have the gall to talk shit about him. <laughs> I know they're like he's going crazy. Like he's just trying to look after you. You're so mean. Like he's he doesn't call us by our nicknames. What's his problem? He brought you a blanket. Be he grateful. You chocolate. Yeah. Just like- I mean. But to be fair, you know, babes like. Um. Oh, they're talking about my crush. I guess I have to join in. Um, he called me Edward once. Yeah. <laughs> he literally just throws that in. He's like... Yeah, yeah he called I, me Edward. Is like, oh, intimate. <laughs> they're like, okay. And you don't look yeah. like an Edward. Like, that sounds romantic. It does. Yeah. First Christ. name basis? This is a rom-com, a, a dramedy. Jesus Christ. They hate, they hate. So funny. That's so funny that... The romance is them is Gene calling him by his actual name and not Babe. <laughs> yeah, but then like, but that's like Gene's idea, and then you get to Babe, and he's like, "Oh my god, he called me Babe." <gasps> he called me Babe. And then this is where we like the last like big battle of the episode, where like the first. Um, the first casualty is the only one that he gets to, and it's Smokey, who, you know, gets another purple heart for it. So the yeah. one that he had the one he had to give to Tab, he gets back. Um and I fucking have Smokey you hoarder. Uh, but he's um but I do love how like Lipton's like standing on his arm and he's like, ow, get <laughs> off of me. But I love how <laughs> Gene is just like finally calls him Smokey and just takes care of the uh, care of him. And I think he does that. Like he he calls them by their nickname when they're like hurt. Yeah. But um Jeez Lipson, just because you're in an international boy band doesn't give you the right to just stand on people. I know, bit of a dickhead. He's like, listen, I was on New Kids on the Block, I know what I'm fucking about. Donnie Wahlberg is gonna show up in your house and, and fucking thrash you for speaking about <laughs> new kids on the block. I wish he would. Donnie Wahlberg, let's have it out. Um, 
fight me, Donnie. Yeah, let's 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 keep that invitation in for Donnie Wahlberg to come and fight. Fight me, Donnie. I'll scratch the rest of your hair out. (laughs) (laughs) Too low. Too low. Too low. (laughs) Pull it by the root. (laughs) Please don't come kick me. I'm sorry. I love Wahlbergers. The the Band of Brothers cast is just all of the cast losing their hair. But not all of them do. Not Damien Lewis. He has a nice set of hair. Eon's got some great hair. Yeah. Something's off about Damien Lewis, and I don't know what. Ron Livingston? John Hughes has, like... Uh, Ron Livingston's fine. We, like, love Ron Livingston. He stays in his lane. Um, He's quiet. Hi, Ron! (laughs) How are you doing over there? Yeah, he gets to the hospital, and it's even more... I think this is, like, the most chaotic we see the hospital, because before it was sort of, you know, calmer, there was less going on, but, like, all of a sudden, there's just an influx of people, and he's just sort of standing there frozen. Hmm. Like, when Renee gets there. The look on his face when he says that Gordon is paralyzed, he's so broken. He seems out of it. Yeah. How he said like, paralyzed, though. he's like, it's paralyzed. I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> Just the way he <laughs> paralyzes this one, not paralyzed, pronounces this one word. If I can <laughs> offer a note, it's all been good. It's, yeah, as a note, it's all been good to hear, but just, you know, paralyzed. You got a little bit of mush mouth. It's fine. And um, I was like, what? Paralyzed. Paralyzed. Sounded like a South Park character, honestly. And then <laughs> Renee see, sees him. And yeah. They have this like moment of, bro, are you fucking co- okay? Are you cool? Like, yeah, like. You look is... dead inside. Oh, it's chill, I am. No biggie, just like, you know, lost faith in humanity. Don't want to live on this planet anymore. Yeah, you know? like. Just don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. Mentally, I think this is the point where you really see him check out. Yeah. He is he is not here. There are no lights on in the house. No one's home. He has mm. run into the woods. Like, Y'all mind if I dissociate? <laughs> Literally, though. Like, because then you see him sitting against the tree when he gets back, and, like, Babe gets him a cup of food again. Ro- babe, why are you getting... Robats. That's robats. Babe's, babe's feeding him, but he's, like, just sitting there, and he takes it, but he just, like, keeps... He has the thousand-yard stare at that point. Yeah. The recurring motif of Babe looking after Gene, getting him food, keeping him company, just, ugh, we love to see it. <laughs> we love to fucking see it. He's just keeping him alive. When then, what was it? Sink comes and like gives him. Yeah, that he's like speech. Nuts. Merry Christmas, boys! And Leave got just standing there, like. Thanks, also from Christian. It's disgusting. What about Hanukkah? What What's about that? Hanukkah? Exactly. The the the, the Christian overtones and the undertones in this show. Disgusting! <laughs> They're so like... Underrepresented. 
be like, you can have a Jewish character as a treat, but it's Catholic. Don't forget. Yeah, <laughs> yeah this Jew played by a Catholic. And we did that yeah. we did that for you. We did that for, for you. you. Just so we could later use him as a pawn in an episode about the Holocaust and not yeah. make it leave God centric for once and not put the Jewish character in the limelight, even though it's about fucking Jews. I hate exactly. I hate, I hate. We're like, I wouldn't hate. it be a great time to maybe highlight Jews and their struggle during the war? Nah. Nah, <laughs> we give you a Jewish character. That's all you need. Like, that's As a enough. treat. Yeah. As a treat one Jewish character. You should be thankful you got one, one, one Jew. So this is on the list of things we need to ask Tom Hanks about. But, um... <laughs> But yeah, Sink bragging about how, like, I'm gonna have turkey and booze, and you guys are having beans. Rancid-ass beans. Get a job. (laughs) Maybe if you worked harder, you would have... Jesus! Maybe if you worked harder, you passionate about You would know. Maybe if you guys weren't idiots and joined the army, (laughs) losers, then maybe you'd get a nice Christmas meal. But I do I like how, like, the moment with nuts. That's a good one. I know, when they're just like, oh, these are, like, boys in their early 20s. They find nuts funny. Yeah. And they're right. Yeah. <laughs> they're funny. They get so little entertainment and, like, comedy they're like, in their lives. <laughs> nuts. <have> nuts. <laughs> like, nuts. Oh, nuts. Yuck, yuck. Six somebody nuts. says nuts. Oh. <laughs> somebody says nuts, and Easy Company's like, "This is the funniest joke I've ever heard in my life." Yeah. <laughs> Except for Doc. Doc is still in his staunchly disassociative uh, state. We love Doc to see it. was born a forty-year-old man. It's just sad. Yeah. To be fair, he is over it. I do love how, like, (laughs) he doesn't find it funny at all. Um, Because he ain't listening. Yeah, he is. He is. He is checked out. He said night. Zoinks. But I do love the the little bit of, the the teeny tiny little bit of Harry Welsh we get in this episode where he is sitting by his fire because Mm. they're in Adele. We got so little of him, and yet he means so much to me. Harry Welsh, <laughs> I think, means everything to me. I love that little little curly-haired bastard man. <laughs> the way but, he like, just treats everything like a joke. It's just iconic. I love that. Beautiful. But like, but like, yeah, like Dick is like he he has to like I think walk over to Doc's foxhole, and he's like, is he? Is he all right? Is he alive? Is he breathing? There is a, a scene in this show. I think it's when um, Gene comes back from Bastogne after he drops off. Uh, who does he drop? Uh, after the drop. After he comes back from Bastogne and he goes back to his uh, foxhole. And you see Winters just lying in the snow with his gun. Looking, mm-hmm. for all yeah. intents and purposes, fucking dead. I was watching it, and my mom passed behind me and saw it over my shoulder, and and he moved, and she was like, oh, I thought he was a corpse. No. No, he, uh, but, like, this is, 
but it does suck because like you realize this is Christmas for them and they're just in hell like Buck just got broken up with um oh I love I love what Hoob's little lemon snow cone I love an innovative man it's like here eat my piss snow yeah well it's like no I love he's that his, he's that he's that uh, character in Monsters Inc. That's like, do you want a snow cone? <laughs> do you want to eat a snow cone? It's amazing. <laughs> I love <laughs> Pink being like, I'm shaking so goddamn much. I feel like I'm dancing. Yeah, and just skip putting a cigarette in his mouth. Like, there you go, buddy. It's okay. Yeah, that. Like, I just love, like, sort of the sequence of them all, like, this is, this is how they have to sort of do it this year. Yeah. Hopefully it's the only year they have to. For some of them, you... it's the last. Well. Um... I just love Skip, Pinkala, and uh, Malarkey so much. Yeah, Such just like... Three stooges. They're, they're spending their Christmas with the boys. Yeah. With the lads. Yeah. Just Cheeky Christmas with the lads. With the boyos. Having Christmas some cheeky bands. A cheeky Christmas sig. But, you know, they do still get shelled because <laughs> Bastone and um, that's just how these things go. And Harry Welsh, unfortunately, gets hit. No, um, not the king. And this is, I think, like, the only time, the first time and only time we see, like, Doc not wanting to do his job. Like, he has He's to be hauled so out of his out. hole. Like, Babe literally comes and, like, pulls him out and he, he cuts Babe's hand. And well, it's so interesting that, um... Like, war weariness. He's just so you know, exhausted by it. And he hasn't really been able to have a break from yeah. seeing countless, you know, people that he knows being injured and wounded and he has to go sort it out. So I think it's more war weariness than like, oh, I don't want to do it. Like he's just, he just doesn't want to get up and see one of his yeah. friends. Like in fresh hell. Yeah. He's like he's so he's, he doesn't want to deal with it anymore. Like, his response time is, like, dropped drastically, kind of on purpose. Yeah. Or not even on purpose, like, he's just, he can't do it. Yeah. Like, he can't, he can't force himself to, but he does, and, um... Thank God. You know, I don't know what happens to Harry, because when they get to Bastogne, it's on fire. But, it's, he's dead. there's, it's interesting, because both Babe and Subpoena get to, get, get to... Break get get go there to get, get him. yeah Gene and Sapina hears the call for medic and yet they still call for Gene. Yeah, you go for once. <laughs> it's like it's they they're calling specifically. They're calling Roe. They're calling out his his name. It's like there's no other. They, they, there's no one else they'd rather 
take care of the wounded other than him. Yeah. I mean, how would that feel to Spina be like, oh, um, I could do it. No, we don't want you. Well, he's just here to chill with the lads. Yeah, yeah. He's, in, he's just having fun, whereas Doc is the, Doc Rowe is the actual Doc, the one who cares, the one who knows what he's doing. No, yeah. don't be like that. Subpoena cares. He cuddles, Spina's, babe. Spina's he's just there to, like, hang out. He's just yeah. there for a bit of a bro time. He's fucking chilling. That's why he joined the army. He's like, I need friends. I'm gonna go make friends. Yeah. He's like, what better he's way? He's just make a path. to fit the word count. They just mm-hmm. need a certain amount of people in the company, and Spina's there to fit it. Like, I do wonder, like, because you do see, like, Bastone in the middle of being literally bombed to hell. So, how, where are they evacuating Harry to? We'll it's never actually know. the parachute that he kept carrying around in his, mm. in his bag. No, he, he already sent that back to Kitty, though. <laughs> Get you a man who carries around his spare parachute just so you can make yourself oh God, a wedding I dress know, out of it. Yeah. Like having oh, I... a silk wedding dress out of a parachute Ugh, that your husband used. I want that now. So romantic. We stand a king who loves his wife unconditionally. Um, but yeah, the, the bombing of Bastogne, he does his first instinct, he, like, forgets about Harry. He's like, oh, fuck, I gotta go see if Renee's still alive. She isn't. Um, unfortunately. Well, I mean, what's he supposed to do with Harry? You can't take him in there because it's bomb- Yeah, oh. like, he's yeah, like, There's people um, fucking running out of there. Yeah, people yeah. are getting out of there, so yeah, your first instinct would be to be like, can I, is there anything I can do to help go in there and, you know, get people out? And obviously, she fucking did. <laughs> oh my gosh, she's, she's dead. Uh, when he when he finds her scarf in the yeah. rubble, he just looks so broken. He does. Oh, yeah. with so, like a running the scene one in this episode. Good thing yeah. I got in this hellhole. She fucking dead. Yeah. I know, like the one person he could like relate to and kind of count yeah. on. And she's yeah. fucking gone. I feel so the- sad. He sat, looks so broken and like, oh god. Yeah. Poor Doc. He's just having a terrible time. This he's really like, why did I let myself get attached to someone? Yeah. Mm. I mean, I think this does like it does sort of show like in wartime, like attachment is dangerous, mm. especially <laughs> for a medic. It's yeah. Well, like it can be arc. You cannot yeah, it attach the L one. It yeah. can be helpful, like, you know, you need someone to help you get through it, but at the same time, you run the risk of losing, losing that. Yeah. <sighs> um, but, but yes, he finds out climate. he has another good thing in the war. <laughs> um, it's babe. And I think, this is, like, what I was sort of talking about earlier, like, this, um, this relationship... I don't know why it was, like, written in this way, but, like, I applaud it, and I'm happy yeah. it is. Like, why, why did they choose Babe, and why Why did they do it? Why? Yeah. Maybe it's why. Maybe it was just because, um, because Babe is, like, such... He's not, like, immature, but he's, like, kind of, you know, young, and Jean is so serious. The The sort of dichotomy of... Um, this this like positive like happy force and then 
this sort of stoic seriousness. Like, new to this war, positive, happy-go-lucky, peppy, fucking exhausted to the bone. I mean, it would say Babe is happy-go-lucky, happy in this episode. He does watch (laughs) someone he likes die. Yeah. But like our first brutally, and I find it really yeah. interesting how we know that Babe and Bill have a really good relationship, and then but you kind of don't really see a lot of it in this. Mm, yeah, that they chose to put him in a like a, a cut like couple him up sort of with Doc Rowe instead of yeah actual true friendship that did happen because I think that would have been nice to see that. Where I think we get, see you know, yeah they even knew each other essentially. You see glimpses of it. Yeah, you yeah. see those different pairings, so you're like, oh, well, I don't even know if they ever actually interacted. So it is interesting to put... I do, yeah, I do find that... Like, the inter- the interesting thing about, like, people who, like, didn't even have actual relationships, because then you could even make a case for, like, what's what was the actual interaction between Liebgott and Webster? And oh, we yeah, see yeah. them as sort of like a see them as sort of like a, a foil for each other in later episodes. Yeah. You hate but, to see it. Yeah, you it's just like... to see it, actually. But the, the sort of... The moment of Doc unconsciously using Babe's nickname for him. Yeah. And I the, think it's because he sees that Babe is so distressed and so out of it. Yeah, he is. He needs that kind of comfort. This is the most romantic th- shit I've ever seen. It's uh. it's just like the the like he's been ha- he's had to be so frenzied in his sort of patchwork of the other men that like the the moment he can like take his time, he does it with such care and like almost tenderness. Don't don't use that word. Oh my god. <laughs> But he does. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I'm but, wounded. I am sick. But then there's also the reticence to use Renee's scarf for it. Well, for, for, yeah. we should we should break this down, like sentence by sentence, because he's like, I did that. You did that. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, like I'm gonna fix my mistake really quick, and then take it he, back takes out scarf it's like it's this moment of accepting that something is gone but still holding on to it and then moving on i sort of see it as like still like her one last deed mm. of like fixing someone right um but just like the the way and care in which he after he has to rip it in half like he the way that he like carefully holds babe and then he does wrap it like so i mean it's just it's a very it's a very emotional moment and i think it it is interesting that it is between those two characters yeah he makes this conscious decision to move on Mm mm-hmm yeah. And then the fucking you, you call me babe. Yeah, like he doesn't I I really think like it's shown that he doesn't mean to. Like it's not even like he thinks babe needs comfort. He just doesn't mean to do it. 
Yeah. It's just the wonder in Babe's voice when he says, you called me Babe. I need to talk to Robin. I need yeah, to Yeah, I need to talk to, I need to talk to both of them. Actually. I need to sit them both down and just, what the fuck were you thinking? <laughs> but, yeah, that is where we leave episode six. I'm gonna stop recording. Yeah, so this has been episode six. It has been lovely talking to my friends about... I laugh a minute. I haven't stopped giggling. <laughs> <laughs> it's a barrel of laughs here. Had a good laugh. In the... Had a good laugh. Wajak. All right, well, see you guys in the next episode. Bye.